In this episode, I'm going to share with you three things that I really, really, really want you to know based on the first 100 episodes. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist obsessed with the polyvagal theory. Welcome to episode 100 of Stuck Not Broken. The only thing I will say before we head into the, the things I really want you to know, the three things, is that I'm going to be releasing an episode after this, which uh, goes into detail about how you can support what I'm doing here. And I'm not talking about like paid stuff, although that, that is an op- opportunity or an option as well. But uh, I'm going to go through, because you know people want to chip in. It seems like there's a lot of goodwill. There's a lot of people out there that want to help me spread the word and whatnot. So I'm going to release something that goes into detail about different options you have and how you can support what I'm doing here. Um, and you know, if the first 100 have benefited you and you want to chip in in some way and just spread your, your goodwill, your love, um, I have some ideas for you. So that's going to come out this week. But of course, as always, put yourself first. You know yourself best. Um, so please put yourself first. Take a break if you need to. I don't think this is a triggering episode at all. I just, there's a few things I really want you to know. Okay. So what I did was I sat down to do some brainstorming around this episode and I, and I just asked myself, what are three things that I, you must know that I must get across, okay? And the first one is that you are stuck, or maybe stuck, probably stuck. Stuck, not broken. The second one is that you're normal. And the third one is that you have it within you to make change. Let's go into the first one about being stuck. Now, you know the podcast is called Stuck, Not Broken. And that's that's my viewpoint, my mindset my philosophy uh, this is this is an issue of being stuck this is not an issue of being defective or broken or crazy or or inhuman or what whatever you want to say this is that's not this this is an issue of being stuck this is an issue of being stuck in a defensive state we know hopefully by now we know the polyvagal theory and if not next week i do have in episode 101 i'll be going to the, to the polyvagal theory in depth all over again but the basic idea here is that within our autonomic nervous system, we have uh, pathways that are responsible for social engagement and safety, and we have pathways that are responsible for for defense, so flight, fight, and shutdown, and freeze. So we have these different pathways, right? And we might survive something that that uh, brings us to a defensive state, and we get stuck there. Or we may have been raised in a way where those safety pathways never really developed um, as much as they should have. And that left us stuck in a defensive state. But the, the issue here is being stuck. The issue here is not about being defective or broken or less than or you know different. That's, that's not it. I, I just personally, I can't get on board with with anything less than just looking at ourselves as accessing different biological pathways, the defensive energy, the defensive states, the sympathetic state, the dorsal vagal shutdown state. And, you know, maybe maybe you're not stuck and uh, that's awesome. I, I, I tend to believe the majority of us are. We humans do pretty awful things to each other uh, individually and socially as well and it's not just a past thing but also a present thing these awful awful things are happening still 
we do this thing where we keep keep each other stuck. And I generally assume that applies to kind of every single one of us. And we can actually kind of get used to it. Deb Dana, in my second interview with her, or chat with her, she um, described the concept of the home away from home. And ideally, we want our home to be the ventral vagal, safe and social state. We want to spend as much time in that state as we can, or at least to be able to have as much access to it as we can. But what ends up happening is that we, we don't really do that. It's not, I don't know how realistic that is in today's state of humanity. I don't know how, how realistic that is. So what we end up doing is living in a, or staying in a defensive state, which is the home away from home. So you might be stuck in a sympathetic flight energy. The next person might be stuck in a sympathetic fight energy. Somebody else might be stuck in a dorsal vagal shutdown, lack of energy, or there could also be the mixed state of freeze, which is the shutdown and sympathetic in combination. This isn't because you're broken or defective. This is, or even mentally ill. This is simply an issue of being stuck. And that's how I view my clients. That's how I've always kind of seen my clients without having the words for it before, you know, the polyvagal theory. I just, um, I always kind of see my clients as being stuck somewhere in their development. Not just them, but myself as well and family and friend, all of us. It's it's an issue of being stuck. I generally don't believe that people are broken or or beyond some measure of improvement in life or in, in their own autonomic nervous system. That doesn't mean that everyone's going to be able to be helped today. But I, I generally am optimistic about an individual's capacity to do better or to get more self-regulation or receive co-regulation. Yeah, you know, stuck, not broken. The second thing here is that you are normal. This is hard to define because I don't really define the word normal. And I don't think I need to. Um, To me, this is more a response to whatever stories you have about yourself in your head. You're, you know, telling yourself that you're weak or defective or broken or you need healing or crazy that you're less than. And my response to you is like, no, you're just normal. You know what I mean? All those things that we say to ourselves are judgments and don't help. Probably make things worse. And that's none of it's really exactly true. It's like, no, you're just normal. You're just a person. You're not special in one way or another. And neither am I. I mean, ultimately, we're just organisms, right? It's kind of it. All these stories that we have within us based on inflated ego or a really reduced sense of self, it's, it's nonsense. Like, no, you're just normal. You're just a person. And whatever story you have in your mind, it's probably a reflection of whatever polyvagal state you're in. And whatever polyvagal state you're in is probably just a normal reaction to whatever you've been through in life. So the word normal, again, it just makes sense to me. As I work with uh, my clients in therapy, or you know, with the kids in the school district during my day job, 
Um, I'm not surprised. Like I just, when you hear about their life and then you see their present day behaviors, I'm just like, I'm not surprised. I, I would be more surprised if they didn't do the things they did. I mean, hearing about a kid's horrible upbringing and then seeing them uh, have problems with anger and outbursts and being destructive, it, it doesn't surprise me. That's, to me, it's a normal reaction to the stuff they've been through. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying we want it to stay that way. But I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. So to me, normal, that word, I don't know, it makes sense to me. And every time I hear from my clients about their life and stuff they've been through and or the stuff they're not getting now and the stuff they're going through now, um, the present day stuff, and then they tell me about what they're struggling with as far as their emotional regulation or how they think about themselves. I'm like, yeah, yeah that makes sense why you would feel that way, why you would think that way about yourself or about the world. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a pretty normal reaction to the stuff you've been through. If anything, the stuff you went through was pretty abnormal. Your response to it, to me, is not shocking. It's normal. The word normal fits for me. So I'm not telling you what normal is. What I'm telling you is that whatever you think about yourself is probably nonsense. And uh, no, you're not especially just normal. You and I are just mammals. That's it. And we have all these thoughts in our head, but really we're just mammals with these polyvagal states that we still um, are kind of subservient to <laughs> in a way. We we haven't outgrown the capacity of our biology quite yet as human beings. I don't think, I don't think we have. Ultimately, we're governed by this stuff, right? The last one that I really want you to know is that you have it within you to make change. No, I know I just kind of set up that we're not special. <laughs> Sorry about that. And that we're just organisms. Uh, but uh, we do have it within us to make change. It, it's possible. I mean, I, I see people through my, the process of therapy uh, really making life change. I, I you know hear about, I, I like to listen to, to podcasts about entrepreneurs and there's just all these stories of people succeeding and despite all the horrible things they've been through, despite all the emotional dysregulation, like it's possible to make change and each of us has it within us to do that. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, you just make the decision and tomorrow your life's different. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But ultimately, we do have the capacity within us to access our safe and social state. Again, that doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. But the biology is within you and within me and with all of us. Those pathways are still there. Now, you might not be utilizing them. You might not know how to, and maybe you've never felt it. But as far as I know, it's still there. So to me, it's like the capacity is there to be built on. It might not be very much at first. Like anything else, it's going to take practice and dedication. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not an overnight thing. But still, every single day, we have it within us to make a step in the right direction, don't we? 
and if once a day is too much, then you know, once a week, can't we do a little something to to create the change that we want within ourselves and within our own lives? Yeah, we affect each other, and co-regulation is fantastic and kind of necessary, right? But uh, you, as an individual, also have it within you to make to make some change to get something going. I do think connections with others is extremely important in the process of change. Uh, we do also have it within us to start to make something happen and figuring out what helps us to feel safe and what helps us to come to the present moment, I think is a pretty big part of making change. Noticing what it's like to, to exist in the present moment Noticing what it feels like to exist in a defensive state, but also to access the safe and social state. You know, noticing and really experiencing these things can help increase the potential to make change in life, to be, to be more in the present moment. And to activate those ventral vagal pathways that are responsible for the safe and social state. Not saying it's easy at all. It's possible. I think that's something. I mean, knowing the political theory, assuming you do, hopefully you do by now, but uh, knowing the political theory should give you a, a roadmap. It, it, the political ladder is what it, is the sequence of events, is the general, I guess, roadmap. Now, what that looks like for you and how you make that happen, I don't know. Because it's, I think it's a very individualized thing. The political ladder. That analogy for our nervous system, our autonomic nervous system, that is the roadmap for how change can happen. So it's the factual knowledge is out there. So you can build that new narrative for how change works and then, or new paradigm, sorry, a new paradigm for how change works and then apply it to yourself and build a new narrative. And that's usually what happens when people hear political theory is that they start to apply it to themselves and all of a sudden, it's a, it's a different experience. There's less blame and judgment and shame. And they start to see like, oh, okay, change is possible. This is not just an issue of what thoughts are in my head, but it's also an issue of my biology. It's an issue of me feeling safe or not. I think that change is very much possible. I think you have it within you to make change. I think you have it within you to at least start the process to be a little more curious about um, what feeling safe might be like for you. I mean, if why else are you listening to this? Like you're you're listening to this because you're I'm hopefully acting as a resource for you for your own change, right? I mean, if 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 it was impossible, I don't think you'd be listening to this personally. Those are my three, though. Uh, you're stuck, not broken. You're normal, and you do have it within you to make change. I also wanted to just really. Thank you, man. I, I, you know, the episode one on one is going to be a big one with the political theory, and that's a big deal for me. But it's been a hundred episodes. It's been almost, it's been almost two years since I started this thing. Uh, there, you know, we've been through a lot. Hopefully, you've been around and listened to all of them, every single one. It's actually more than one episode, one hundred episodes, because uh, Mercedes and I, when she was a co-host, she we were publishing a couple times a week for a while. So it's more accurate to say it's been a hundred weeks because yeah, we were publishing two, sometimes three times a week. 
the first holiday season we did this there was like five episodes in one week as a holiday gift <laughs> it's been a, it's been an interesting 100 episodes though right um i mean it started off as the political podcast so we had the name change we had a co-host that came and went or she still she still comes around mercedes pops up every now and then we learned about the political theory and episodes one through nine and applied that to just numerous i think life domains like talked about school and parenting a little bit on relationships uh the workplace we talked about that i interviewed a few people just a handful and i mean some big names in in the polyvagal theory space you know dr stephen porges the creator of the polyvagal theory Deb Dana had her on a couple times. Irene Lyon, who's a big name in somatic experiencing. Jill Miller from uh, the yoga space and applying polyvagal theory. And we also had a couple of uh, podcast friends come on that have been on a couple times. We've tackled some, a lot of individual kind of stuff. We've tackled a little bit of social stuff, a little bit. And I've really appreciated you being a part of this. You may have actually been a completionist and listened to every single one. I know there's there's some of you out there that have uh, binged and listened to every single one. And I I just, even if if you're not, that's fine. I mean, I just appreciate you being a part of this and giving me your time and attention and also your trust. I know this isn't therapy, but but I, I hope to act as a resource for you in your your own process of change, your own growth, your own process of getting unstuck. You know, I, like it, it means so much to me that you would, you know, allow me into your life a little bit to be a, a part of that. And I hope that you have benefited from this. I hope that I've treated that with enough respect. I hope you've gotten a lot out of the podcast so far. And I'm not done yet, so I hope you get more as well. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Next week starts the Polyvagal 101 series. We're going to we're going to basically do a, a masterclass in the Polyvagal theory here on the podcast. Um so do not miss that. And again later this week, if you want to support what I'm doing here and you know you've benefited, you want to chip in in some way, I'm going to release a a short episode with some options on how you can help out and I would so appreciate you. Uh, being a part of that. There's some free ways, lots of free ways. Uh, there's some paid ways also, but uh, keep an eye out or an ear out for that coming up. Thank you so much for listening to this and to the past 100 or so episodes. And here is to the next 100 or so episodes. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only.